I really think that um, all this this beauty and this inspiration that she's talking about, it is coming straight from the Holy Spirit. And I know that because I have had my toes in a number of different ministries over the years. And I know what it's like when the Holy Spirit wants something to succeed. And I know what it's like when God's like, this is not for you right now, you know, the deserts. And I had come out of a desert actually um, when this idea came to me a couple years, it was very difficult because I had been so engaged and so on fire for ministry. Um, And I know that God was preparing me. He had to clear some things out and silence some things to make room for this message. So, Welcome to the Ron Huntley Leadership Podcast, helping leaders be a positive catalyst on the people they support, the organizations they serve, and the communities they live. This podcast will make you think, laugh, and grit your teeth with new determination to make your parish or business a place of transformation, passion, and purpose. If you're still breathing, you are powered for impact. If this is your first episode, it's great to have you. If you're returning, thank you for propelling this podcast to the top 10% of podcasts globally in only a year. Isn't that cool? The Catholic leadership is a topic that is so well received. Now let me segue into today's episode. I love spending time with entrepreneurs of all stripes. The creativity, the self-belief, commitment, willingness to take chances. It's so inspiring. Our guest today is spiritual entrepreneur, Lindsay Karen, founder and executive director of the Theology of the Body Parent School. And with her today is her close friend and board member, Lindsay Olson. This is a podcast that you are going to want to action in your church and in your family. Enjoy the conversation. Lift off and the clock has started. Many of you are probably familiar with the theology of the body. It's certainly a movement in the church that has brought a lot of healing and a lot of clarity. With me today is Lindsay and Linda, who have started a new movement with theology of the body that as parents, I think you're going to be unbelievably excited to learn about. So welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for having us. You're most welcome, Lindsay. I would love it if you'd share with us, you know, maybe give people a little bit of insight into exactly what this is, this, this parent school, Theology of the Body, and, may, and maybe how you got started. Sure. Um, so about two years ago, um, right when the pandemic started, I had three little boys, and um, at the time they were one, three, and five, and I had been in that first year with my new infant, just kind of taking a break from ministry. And um, I had been getting these articles sent to me from concerned parents, um, my family, friends of things that were going on in the culture. And namely, there was this trend that was really picking up where we live in Portland, Oregon, which is um, drag queen story time at the local libraries. And that was going on for, you know, three and four-year-olds hosted by local drag queens. And I just got to the point where I thought, okay, I know that there's an answer out there. I know it's in the faith. I don't know exactly what it is. I've heard of this theology of the body teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that there has to be something counter to what the culture is presenting. And so I just searched one morning, um, theology of the body for kids. And I stumbled upon 
Rua Woods Press, which is a um, curriculum company out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And they there are a couple curriculums that uh, present Theology of the Body for Children. But Rua Woods is kind of known to be the only one that is comprehensive from kindergarten to 12th grade. Gotcha. And it's a beautiful curriculum. So I reached out to them and they're wonderful. They got back to me right away and they sent me their kindergarten curriculum for free to try with my own kids. And I just ate it up. I um, started teaching it to my little ones, not the baby, but the the three and the five-year-old were able to take it um, <clears throat> because it's really adaptable, actually. You know, you can teach it a little bit older, a little bit younger, wherever your kids are in the journey. And I loved it. And um, they loved it. They learned about the life cycle um, through eggs and seeds. And it was beautiful. And so I got some moms together um, including my partner, Linda, who's on the podcast right now. And I just said, we've got to start teaching this and getting other parents on board. And we've got to, you know, get some donations to get like 10 or 20 sets. And so we started that way. And pretty quickly, we found that the modern Catholic parent, which is our target market, um, was not really ready for a full school curriculum. And as beautiful as it was, you know, we passed it out to everybody. We said, you've got to start doing this with their kids that they were really excited. A lot of people paid for it themselves. And then it sat on their desk or their yeah. shelf yeah. Um, for a good couple months. And so we got really busy quickly thinking, okay, well, what's the answer? These parents are busy. Um, they're really interested. They want to present this, but they need something in bite-sized pieces. Mm. That was kind of what we were picking up on, on in the feedback we were getting from the parents that were initially interested. So we started to brainstorm what that would look like. And I think everybody would be familiar with this when I say it, the scholastic style mini magazines that come out in school. I know mm-hmm. at least in, in the United States, um, almost all school kids get these. They Canada come home with well. them. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. about, you know, four pages, six pages. Um, they're interactive, they're colorful, they're user-friendly and, um, you know, kids can pick it up and be done with it in a day and get the the main concept. So we kind of worked off of that idea, um, mini magazine for busy families and um, different age groups and colorful, interactive, engaging, um, really easy. And the parents can read it with the child. Um, The child can interact with the magazine by doing crafts and activities right there in it. Um, And so, yeah, that's Theology of the Body Parent School. That's Theology of the Body um, magazine for kids. Love it. Yeah. I didn't realize, Linda, that you were right in on the ground floor when, when Lindsay was excited about this. You were one of the moms that she pulled into her group. What was that like for you? And when, uh, you know, did what made you say yes to getting involved with Lindsay at that stage of your life? Well, we met through a Theology of the Body conference uh-huh. and we were, Lindsay was birthing all of these new ideas. And I was very interested from the beginning. I have a daughter, she has three sons, but we both saw the beauty and the grandeur of theology of the body that our children have to know this, but we knew that John Paul wrote it for adults. So how do we bridge that gap? And so, because we knew we had to teach it to our own children to equip them and um, to, as we have done, fall in love with the church and especially John Paul II. And so 
Um, and Lizzie ha Lindsay has amazing stories about her relationship with John Paul II, too, that are very inspiring. So he's definitely behind this. There's no question. So, um, so when I first saw the first mini magazine, mm -hmm. so Lindsay sent it to me via email. I opened it up and it's eight pages, right? Like a scholastic mini magazine. Yeah. And during that period of time, I laughed and I cried and laughed again. It is the sweetest, <laughs> most beautiful. And it just, um, the first time she presented it to me, it was actually her own drawing. And I kept that because I think mm. it's beautiful. And then she searched and searched for a website that would be able to articulate her ideas in picture form for children and parents to be interactive and for mm. it to be something that, you know, one of her initial ideas was, you know, if you're waiting in a dentist office, you can pull this thing out from your purse with your child and somebody else is in the, you know, you're waiting for the dentist or whatever. And you mm. can do this right now. This is a teaching moment. You know, this mm. is our, this is how our lives are today. Right. Yeah. It's true. So we have to teach in between. <laughs> so it was just, when she sent this to me, I could picture having that folded up in my purse, teaching my child when I had a moment. Yeah. And the beauty of it, the simplicity, the clarity, um, it was just incredible. It literally, I laughed, I cried. I mm. sent it to one of my sisters who's also a teacher. And I just was, this is on fire with the Holy Spirit. This, this has to be, we, this. And my sister's response was, um, and she's 10 years my senior and she has five children graduated. Uh, one's, one needs to still graduate from college, but uh, she's been at this teaching a long time and she's actually taught for the church. And so she had very keen eyes to see this is going to work for parents and children. And she could even use it in the classroom herself. Right. And so she was like, tell Lindsay from your big sister, stop everything she's doing and do this. And that was an incredible endorsement. Um, but I just am, I, I am in awe over and over. I mean, as Lindsay creates new material, I, I, I am like all by myself and I burst out laughing. I get tears in my eyes. Lindsay, I just, I say it over and over and she's heard me say it a million times, but you're so talented and um, we have to do everything we can to push this to the forefront, to be a tool for parents and children to fall in love with what God has for us. What I love Linda's about official role is cheerleader. In case you didn't pick that up yet, <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's good been for the ego. I'll tell you that. From right the beginning. Now. Oh my gosh, she, I know it's amazing. Well, it's amazing. I would need be people like silly. I would be silly if I didn't point out what's very obvious to me. So you're wonderful. I, love I let her say these things. It's it's hard <laughs> to hear it, but I do let her say some of these things because I really believe that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. If it, mm. if I felt like she were praising me. That'd be too hard, actually, to let her go on and on right now. You know, the deserts. And I had come out of a desert, actually, um, when this idea came to me. A couple years, it was very difficult because I had been so engaged and so on fire for ministry. Um, and I know that God was preparing me. He had to clear some things out and silence some things to make room for this message. Yeah. So.
Yeah. It's often the way, isn't it? Like a oh, desert yeah. often precedes a breakthrough. And I'd say that to all creatives, all leaders in general, when, when, when you're, when you're down and out, when things are stacked up against you, ah, get excited. Cause there's, there's a, uh, you're going to get out of that desert. You know, you keep focused on Christ. He's going to pull you through that and you're going to be stronger for it. And so uh, that's, that's kind of beautiful. You know, one of the things I just want to share this with you is I just, I just see a pattern talking about the Holy spirit movement. I just recognizing it is, uh, had Jason Everett on for a podcast, uh, number 55. And he talked about, yeah, he talked about doing, um, doing some work with people that were considering abortions and just was convicted that why am I waiting until they get in this state? Like, shouldn't I be talking to them earlier? And so he started dialing back the type of ministry. And it's kind of beautiful because both my kids are in university. And when that episode came out, I didn't ask them. They just spontaneously sent it out to a whack of their friends because it's the number one issue that confuses young people. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I love about what you guys are doing is you're dialing it back more and it's like, wow. So you're just planting or you're getting the soil ready uh, in these beautiful young kids so that planting seed, healthy seeds in these people. So they'll be able to be in great relationships in the future. Like that's ah, yeah. so cool. And they'll be able to just combat what's out there. I mean, I feel bad for them. Um, so yes, we do start really early. And and I listened to your Jason Everett podcast. Oh, we love him. And he's, of course, one of the main leaders in Theology of the Body. So I love how he can speak just so frankly on the issues. Um, I don't have as much luck doing it that way, but he's been doing it for years and years. Um, yeah. And it's great. Yeah, we have to get him a set uh, of our, that, that's a huge area where we want to grow because we know that there are people out there who are already doing this. Mm-hmm. who are going to be excited to find out what we have. I think and so we too. do start, um, our youngest cycle starts at age two. So um, you could even start younger, you know, just talking um, to the little ones. But what we started with actually was we created TOB monthly kids first. Mm-hmm. So there's four age groups. And we started with kids just because my background is in elementary education. So that came mm-hmm. most naturally me to begin with. Um, and that's for ages six to nine. Mm-hmm. And then we created, um, littles, which is just, a it's the most precious thing. I think it's so, um, full of bright pictures and, you know, great images that they'll connect with. And that's for ages two to five. And so I know a lot of people that we've talked to have said, what littles, like two-year-olds, but I can tell you stories that, you know, Linda can attest to. Maybe Linda can share, like, she was at my house. We had a lot of meetings outside because of COVID. And mm-hmm. my little toddler came out in diapers talking about the um, home for babies. Like, when you when you have a cycle, when you're a woman and you have a cycle and not all blood is bad blood. And, like, we have to get comfortable talking about this, first of all. Like, we have to get comfortable talking from mm-hmm. women to men and from adults mm-hmm. to children about the, the female body, the, the gift of fertility um, mm. and the cycle and having three little boys, one could think, well, that's, a, you know, we're going to keep those things separate. I'm going to keep my femininity to myself and their little boys. And not so when they're little, they're curious. They want to be by mom. They see that you've just had a new baby. They see, mm. you know, what your body is going through these changes and that you're nursing and that um, 
life comes from that. And so that's the opportunity, right, to talk to them. And so it's quite a balance with the magazines because we don't ever want to introduce concepts that the parent themselves wants to introduce, right? Mm. Um, but we try to just do it through the truths of the body and the truths of theology of the body. So the, the body is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Life is a gift. And you show that in all the images. And then the parent can take the conversation to a next level if they want to. Right. Right. You said there are four age groups. So two to five, six to nine. And then we have, and we're in the development stage for middles, which is 10 to 13. And teens is 14 to 18. Well, so te- you, you get some work to do. <laughs> we do. The development yeah, stage, eh? That's awesome. Very, yeah. It's it's interesting to take that leap. And you know, we've talked about the Holy Spirit, and I know that in my in my background of teaching, I hopped around and it never made sense to me because I literally taught all the grades at one point. I taught kindergarten, I taught third and fourth, and then I did a stint in middle school and a stint in high school. And people thought, what on earth are you doing? You know, settle down. And I really think the Holy Spirit always knows what is going on. And like, I literally can put on one hat and create content for elementary school and then hop into the two-year-olds and then go up to high school. And I'm, I'm pumped. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm thinking about ways that, you know, it's really important to us to actually reach the teens with something they want to look at. Mm. And that's going to be a challenge. And so yeah, we're navigating those waters as a team right now. And it's really fun. So as a, as a creative, I'm curious, because now that you have, like you say, those four different age categories, when you get inspired, and probably they bounce off each other, I'm guessing, like, I'm, I can see you going for a train of thought with these people. And all of a sudden, God saying something to you, jump over here and be able to, is that how it works? Or tell me a little bit about your creative process and how God's okay. using you. <laughs> so, um, I think God helps me out there quite a bit. I am able to focus entirely on an age group and like, yeah, truly, I just block it out the next age group. And then, you know, I'll give you an example, like littles wrapped up right before Christmas. I took a bit of a break, um, but my mind started, the wheels started turning towards teens and I just started seeing new things you know I was gathering like from my husband's snowboarding magazine I'm like oh that's cool layout you know that might appeal to teens so I tore that out and um emails are coming about you know did you know these six celebrities are pro-life you know and I put that in a file and save it for the teens because that these are the ways Mm -hmm. that we're going to reach the teens is by providing them you know interesting pop culture information celebrities Mm -hmm. sports figures fashion Mm-hmm. Um, yeah that's cool yeah that makes a lot of sense I love that and so when it comes to education it's, it's uh, I don't know it often seems to be left to the mom but yet when it comes to sexuality that can't be just a one-sided conversation is it? I mean it can't be just one of those things that you leave to the mom how do you see that playing out and what what kinds of examples have you kind of been privy to in terms of husband and wife kind of tackling this together talk a little bit about that yeah it's interesting I just went through our orders um on our website and it's all the names are women right so all the moms have ordered it so far which is natural but I do think the 
the structure of this being, it does say on the front, you know, it's for this age group plus parent. And then it comes with a parent letter that it's to be done with the parent and previewed by the parent first. Mm -hmm. So that is going to pull them in a little bit more. Um, I'd actually really, my husband is not Catholic, interestingly. Um, he's, yeah. he's been listening to me teach this to the boys and, and gives great feedback and he's very supportive. Good. Um, but Linda's husband did get in on teaching some of this, some of our stuff, and then they've done some of the Rua Woods content for teens yeah. with their daughter. Do you want to answer that, Linda? Yes. So um, my daughter, a couple, I think she was in fourth grade, 2013, 16 now, but um, we wanted to tell her about her body before the school did. We wanted to do that first. And so it was about fourth grade. And she had also brought home a couple questions. Are you there? Yeah. yeah okay. I just got a message <laughs> from okay. Zoom. Sorry. Yeah. Um, there were a couple questions um, she came home with. One of them, she saw National Geographic monkeys procreating. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then there was another um, email that came over my email and she said, mom, what's a sexy bod, you know? And um, so I thought, well, she's bringing it to us. Maybe now's the time. And I had read a book by Christiane Northrup about women's bodies, women's wisdom that said before your daughter gets her period before or when mm. it would be a great idea to celebrate that moment. And I know from our Jewish brothers and sisters that blood does mean life. It symbolizes life. And so, mm. um, so I wanted to tell her, about it from my husband and I together um, before she discovered it from friends or whatever, you know, to tell her about the life giving yeah. element of your period. Um, mm. So we took her out. First of all, my sister with the five children I've already mentioned, she said, talk to your husband about it before you talk to her about life and what she's going to experience going through puberty you to discuss it together. So you get used to, you know, saying penis and vagina and you don't laugh, mm, you know, like right. just practice it, you know? Yeah. And so um, we did that, he and I, and it wasn't an easy conversation. It was not easy because I- something as adults, two adults talking to each other, that's not easy. Is that right? Like it's amazing. So we did follow that advice. So I told my husband, I said, you know, um, my sister said, you know, we should talk about this. And he has a very close relationship with her. So she's a, yeah. you know, valid voice. And so we talked about it and I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take, if it's okay with you, do you agree to this? We're going to take her to dinner. We're going to, the three of us dress up and it's going to be a really nice setting. And we're going to tell her three things. And if this is okay. And then he, he cut and pasted a lot of it. Sure. So it ended up being very different than what I was going to present. Hmm. Um, we ended up with this. We ended up as God is the author of life, therefore sexuality. Number two, your body as a young woman is connected to the ocean and the moon and regulated by hormones that are all connected to the whole cosmos. And this is created, of course, by the author of life, God. And number three, this is a big one. We're going to always tell you the truth. They come to us with anything, we're going to tell you the truth. That means about our past. That means about what we hope for, for our futures. That's a big one. That's that one. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> She's still young. 
Okay. She hasn't asked all the questions yet. Uh, right. <laughs> Don't let exactly. her listen to this podcast. Don't let her. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So, so we did that and we took her out and we said, your friends are going to, um, so we did it together to answer the question that originally mm-hmm. came up. We did that together because, and had, had our little daughter been, been a boy, I am guessing based on my sister's um, recommendation is he would have done most of the talking as a male to a little growing up male. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was a female talking to a little growing up female. So mm-hmm. I did most of the talking about, you know, your body is amazing. Yeah. And this is, this is a celebration. This means when you do get your period, mm-hmm. you might be able to have a baby someday if it's the will of God. This mm-hmm. is, this is beautiful. This is life. So that's how we approached it. We definitely approached it together. And again, Lindsay has three boys. So, you know, she and her husband are going to work that out. Um, but I think the main thing for parents these days is to do everything you can to tell your children that you are your, your child's first teachers and you are the domestic church and God gave you that right. That's yours. And um, so if we can really embrace that, as our first teachers to our children. I think that that's, I think that's what God has intended by what we've been taught in Revelation. What I love about what you guys are doing is you're making it easy. Because to your point, talking to your husband, about, you know, saying the word penis and vagina, not laughing and having a conversation about sexuality was uncomfortable. And so having that conversation with, uh, with a youngster can be uncomfortable. But these resources make it so easy, right? It, 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 I don't have to be reliant on my capacity to be a good teacher. It's like I can just have a conversation. I can actually lean on the material to facilitate the conversation, not on me. And that takes a lot of the pressure off the parents. That's, that's what I see. Yeah. That's our hope. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we we haven't gathered a lot of feedback yet, but we're hoping that that's the feedback we hear. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I hope, and we're gonna we're gonna share your information because I want listeners like you're go if you're a parent, you're going to want to get this material. You're going to want to start going through this because I know for me, uh, my wife reached out at one point. I don't know if somebody gave her some information. You know, my kids are twenty and twenty two right now, um, but similar. Uh, it was from a, a non-Catholic Christian source, I guess. Um, but it was a book and it just kind of helped me. We'd travel, be going to hockey games and we'd be traveling. So we'd throw the gear in the back of the truck and me and my son would get in and it's like, okay, let's do a chapter. And and he would read while I'm driving. And, and then we talk about it. And it was so natural and normal to have those conversations. We started young as well and had those conversations. And that wasn't my experience as a young man growing up, but to be able to give that experience to my kids said, yeah, God's the author of life and your body's great. And, you know, you're at some point you're going to have, you're going to be really interested in girls and that's awesome. And it comes with responsibilities and, and to have those conversations, like we can still talk like that and they're in their twenties. And, and it's because of this foundation at the younger age that you're providing from a Catholic perspective to so many parents. Yeah. And I, to that, I would say, you know, 
you were comfortable having that conversation. Um, and I don't know what formation you had to get to that point. A lot of parents aren't quite there. And so one of the things that has been just beautiful to me in this journey Yes, I started this about two years ago for the sake of my children and all the children out there. Um, mm. But in order to become educated enough to write about it, I had to really throw myself into the theology of the body and read a ton mm. of it. And because I don't have a formal training in it. So I, I read so much of it that it started to become my natural language. And, um, you know, I read more than what I would recommend most busy parents take on, um, but I, w- I knew it was going to be my mission. You know, yeah. I took the, Linda used to show up to early meetings with the, um, the translation. She probably has it right in front of her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's thicker than the Bible, the translation of the, all the theology, of the body talks. So for people who are unfamiliar with it, it is, um, it's wow. a, yeah, <laughs> it's a collection of John Paul II's um, Wednesday, some of his Wednesday audiences over the course of five years from the late 70s to the early 80s. Um, and for people who are not Catholic or less familiar with that process, basically, you know, every Wednesday at the Vatican, the Pope can talk to the world on what is most important to him at the time. And he was really addressing two of these main problems in the world. One was the sexual revolution and the other was communism. And both were an extreme attack on personhood. And so he over, you know, slowly to the whole world over five years in this very informal, um, beautiful setting of just a Wednesday talk, you know, to the world would, would talk about this. And then it is now over 130 of these like essays that are um, put together in this book. And it's been edited with a huge intro and it's, it's 650 pages or so um, start to finish. Linda will walk into every meeting holding this book. And I first, I didn't even know what it was. Right. And I, and I thought I can't write about this if I don't know it. And so I took myself away from my family for a couple weekends and just sat, um, you know, I would, just move from coffee shop to coffee shop. And one time I borrowed my sister's backyard and, you know, when I would get like tired of a location, I'd move and I just studied it and studied it. Uh Now for most people, um, like the summaries are going to be great, but there's so many books on the theology of the body that aren't straight summaries, like these beautiful bones, that's Emily Stimson Chapman. And it's, it's beautiful. Um, and it is theology of the body, but just in a less direct language, There's also the one that I love is theology of the body in simple language. Mm-hmm. It's so short. It's so easy. And um, I just really recommend that parents, as they're getting into this journey with their kids and the magazines, yes, they can lean on that material, but their language about, you know, life and love and, and the gift of life, it's just going to flow naturally if they throw themselves into also reading and audible is the way to go. I know it sounds crazy for busy parents to take on one more thing, but I have, you know, I've listened to so many books that way, just on audible, driving the kids to school, doing dishes, whatever. I'd say too, as you're sharing that, Lindsay, like it's going to change your sexuality in your marriage. Like it is the most profound, beautiful bit of research and reflection that you can do to love your spouse in a way you didn't dream possible. It is, well, never mind the kids. <laughs> like, like right? it's going to 
totally enhance your sexual relationship with your spouse. And yes, it will help you with your kids too, but there's a lot in it for parents. Like it is a game changer. It's going to change how you approach Holy Eucharist. It's going to change how you experience the mass. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's so good. Try telling that to a spouse who's not Catholic. Honey, guess what I'm studying? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There have been a lot of surprises. Uh, (laughs) That was a big one. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I wonder, I've never, like, it was years ago that I discovered theology of the body and, uh, I took the courses they had. Christopher West was doing the courses and just loved that. Read the book. I didn't read the one you held up though, Linda. Definitely didn't read that. That's, <laughs> I would run the other way. That was, <laughs> so good for you guys to study that. But I just found it fascinating. And and then, you know, getting to hear Christopher West speak when I was at an Alpha Conference in London. Just, <laughs> he's crazy as the birds. I love the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So good for you. So, so what's your hope as you, cause this is relatively new, like this is just coming to, to print and stuff now, isn't it? So what's your, yes. what's your hope? Talk to, talk to me. What's your big dream? Yeah. The big dream. Well, the big dream could shift depending on what kind of funding we get. Right. Um, yeah. Something like Scholastic is coming out with fresh material all the time. And that would be the ultimate dream is that, we have on rotation fresh material at every age group that we can mm-hmm. just pump out um, all the time. And in 10 years, it's fresh again. Where we're working right now with limited funding is mm-hmm. if we could at least get on a cycle system where like the, the church uses the you know liturgical cycle mm-hmm. A, B, C. So um, given that age groups cover three to four years in an age group, if you at least had a cycle system where you had um, cycle A, B, and C, children in that age group would at least not be repeating material. So they'd be able to, while they're in an age group, work through those cycles and then move up to the next Mm. age group. So that's the minimum hope. And, you know, currently it took us about six months to get out um, kids and then littles is about to be released. Right. So six months for those um, 16 issues because it's eight mm-hmm. issues per age group. So we're looking at about in six more months having the teens and middles and then over the course of the next year, a couple years, getting the full cycles down. And then hopefully funding comes to turn this into, you know, a salaried right. job where, or a couple jobs, yeah, where we mm. could have people creating even more content. And we also mm. have a dream for special issues So um, we're actually potentially going to be working with the Theology of the Body Institute on, um, because they had the same idea recently, on um, special issues of the sacraments through the lens of the Theology of the Body. Um, And then another one would be some of the main liturgical events of the year. Mm -hmm. So like Advent and Christmas and Lent and Easter. So special issues on those. And then finally, um, kind of what Linda was talking about, like the talk, you know, um, yes, the talk is kind of integrated into all of theology of the body in a sense, indirectly, Mm -hmm. but we would have these kind of special issues on puberty directly, um, maybe called your changing body or so. And we're working with a a group called, um, 
Pearl and Thistle. Mm-hmm. And the gal's name is Christina Valenzuela out of Boston. And she puts out this great material called Cycle Prep um, that mm-hmm. helps families prepare for, you know, prepare young girls for the cycle. And so we're going to work together on those. So we have a That's lot of neat. ideas. A lot of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. You're a real social entrepreneur. Like I, I, you have this, you have this energy of creativity and vision that is really exciting. Linda, as a board member, it must be fun to get behind that. Is it? Very much. Yep. Yep. It's awesome. It's palpable. It is palpable and it's, it's, um, the dynamism I mentioned earlier, it's very, very powerful. Because mm-hmm. any one of these directions could be an end in itself. I mean, right. it's just beautiful. And so I'm, we're constantly praying for God's will and for, um, you know, Mary, the seat of wisdom, to give us that wisdom and direction and clarity. And also the Holy Spirit is going to do what it's going to do. I mean, you know, to, to avail your life to that and yourself to that. I mean, you've, we've heard many people say this before us, holy men and women who've gone before us to say, if you give your life over to God, you know, basically strap in, be, be ready because it will take you places you never even thought possible. And I think that that potential is absolutely heaven sent divine. And it's, it's a little scary. That's okay. Lindsay's ready. <laughs> yes, I can tell. That's I'm absolutely so ready. right. <laughs> I'm so ready. Um, well, and you know, I will just share. I'm ready because I've been on the other side of this story. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm so passionate about it. I literally lived the lies of the culture for so long. Um, <clears throat> and that was just an extremely painful period of life to come out of mm-hmm. Uh and realize what did I do for a decade? You know, how, how did that happen? Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't want that for my kids. And I look back and I don't want that for any kids. Um, and I look back yeah, when did that start happening? Um, you know, what could have gone differently in my youth? And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of things like from early on. Um, so that's where we're focused. I love that. That um, as parents, I think, is particularly as we give our life over to Christ, we he kind of redeems those things in us that caused pain and suffering, and and, and uses that for drive. And and uh, yeah, so I just really appreciate that motivation. It's a holy motivation. It's a beautiful thing. It's very redemptive in its origin, and and I I love that. Um, you know, I know that this podcast gets out all over Canada, the United States. It's 44 countries last year. I was so excited. I just started last year. Like 44 countries. That's wow. crazy. That's, but uh, yeah. four countries make up the biggest audience and the other two would be <laughs> Australia and, uh, and, and uh, the UK. Um, can people from those countries get your resources as well? Or how does that work? Or are they- they call you. Yeah, How do absolutely. people get in touch with you to get your resources? Let's get that on the table. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes too. But. Right. So um, they can just order directly from our website, which is www.tobparentschool.org. And um, on the main page, there's we kind of have two avenues as an organization. So one is the materials, and the second is helping to build local communities where people want to gather with. Um, other like-minded people. So they would click on the 
first half of the main page, which says subscribe, and then it'll just take them right to the subscription. We have a flat rate for global shipping. Um, yeah, that's it's awesome. pretty easy. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, I'm just thinking as you're saying that you talk about local communities and stuff, I'm thinking, Oh, you know, one of the tools that, that alpha has, and that's just been a tool that I've used to, I'm an evangelist at heart. So bringing people to Jesus, I just, I love that. That never gets old. Um, but one of the tools they have um, is called the parenting course. And it's just, uh, just, it's very casual just to give parents an opportunity to get together and just discuss issues of parenting. And I'm thinking to myself, anybody using that, if they're already getting together with groups of parents, this material would be a great follow up to that, you know, because that's, you know, there's one for teens and there's one for young kids. And so if they're doing the young kids one, I um, mean, this material just, it hand and glove, you know, as a next step because relationships are built, trust is there. They're probably loving getting together. They've talked about some of the basic stuff. And then, oh man, that'd be a great way to be a local community as well, using these tools yeah. to yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we would love it. We and we love working with um people who spring up out of <laughs> new places that just True. want to start community. And we have a great group out of um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And that just came from someone who was searching online, found the materials, wanted it, you know, for her own children. But then she also wanted to meet with other moms because you can get this for your own children. And then you can feel very alone because you're still sandwiched yeah. in between the culture. And so um, that's one of our goals is to help people who order this, um, kind of try to find other people in their area, maybe who are mm. using it or want to use it. And then the, they gather based on um, adult books. So they will read um, theology of the body based adult um, content. And then, and then the um, kid content is kind of an aside, like they can talk about it if they want, um, mm. but they don't have to, they're just there to be in community with each other. So many churches, one of the things that they're striving to do these days if they're missional at all, is to create small groups. And small groups often need small group material. And what a wonderful thing to rally around. Like, what a, yeah. So I just see it again, another way to fit into the movement that is happening in a lot of churches globally is, hey, this is amazing material for some form of group. Uh, gatherings and studies and fellowship. And, and so, yeah, I could see that being a, a great. Uh, I, I think it is because the conversation is never dull. If you're reading <laughs> a book about theology, of the body, and especially some of them that we read, you know, are pretty, pretty bold. Um, I agree. <laughs> you know, we get through maybe one or two discussion questions because they just are so robust Yeah. Um, and people, people are really loving it. Yeah. Well, our sexuality is such a powerful force. Like it's a powerful force for life. And, it, you know, we can mess that up seven ways to Sunday and many of us have. And so to be able to actually have a place where you can talk about it without shame and, and really start to unpack it in ways that bring light into darkness. Are you kidding me? That's freedom. And there's freedom in Christ, man. There is freedom yeah. in Jesus. And so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, facilitating these conversations is awesome. I just also like to say, too, for any of you that are listening that have been afflicted with wealth, like what a great place to, what a great <laughs> cause to get behind. And so if somebody is listening and they're saying, yep, that's exactly what I want to get behind as young parents, because I see all these young people just falling away in droves, uh, how would they get in touch with you? 
same way through the email or through the website yeah. or so if they go to the website there's um i believe it's active right now a button to donate directly okay. um and then they can also just find our email on there and send us Perfect. an email can they donate yeah. like millions through there is that okay yeah or they, okay. Uh, i'm just <laughs> I'll make sure that they can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is Thank wonderful. <laughs> Truly. I love, I love what you're doing. I love how you've said yes to this. I love how it's rooted out of, out of your desire to, to, to create a pathway for your kids and other people's kids that is safer, that is glorifies God. And that, um, that leads to great outcomes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It was so fun. Yeah, it was. God bless you both. Thank you. Thank you. On several occasions, I've heard of listeners and guests connecting as a result of the podcast, and that always makes my day. On the 15th of February, I'm hosting a free event for associate priests only. If you're an associate, work with one, or just know one, head over to ronhuntley.com, click on the events tab, and either register or share. Associate priest Father Damien Ryan will share the seven things he wished he had learned in the seminary about being an associate. This is a unique season in the life of a priest, and it's not always easy, and we want to help. Thank you for rating the podcast five stars. We'll see you next week. I want to encourage you, as you lead this week, be faithful to God and generous to others. See you next time, and remember, if you're still breathing, you are powered for impact.